This is Life Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Life Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise Life Nigeria. Hi guys, welcome to This is Life. My name is Aka Nani, and as you can see, my guests, all of them are wearing glasses, so you know they are the greenies. <laughs> <laughs> this is the corporate episode, and it's my pleasure to introduce Buki. Hi. <laughs> Ayo. <laughs> What's up? Ajo. <laughs> and Chinonzo. Hi. So guys, I'm going to throw this in the air. In meetings, philosophy might work. On the field, practicality is what works. Hmm. <laughs> Where's the balance of the question? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, um, it's true. It's because it reminds me of a saying, I, I dare I, I, I dime a dozen, right? But anyone can have ideas. It's really about the execution, right? So it's, it's, it's really, I mean, we can plan and plan and plan and mm -hmm. think of how to do things. But it, when we get on the field, like you said, and you don't, you don't do when, we say it in tech, for instance, when you enter markets, <laughs> you know the real all your planning, everything will just scatter. <laughs> so it's really all about execution. Um, um, and we also say in tech, speed and execution is the currency. Uh, so, so yeah, I, I agree with that 100%. Hmm. Yeah, I do. It also reminds me of a quote to say, You have a plan until you're punched in the face. Hmm. You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For us, the the closest thing to this is basically during surgery. You know, mm. you have all your plan before surgery. Mm. Then you know you this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it, and this is going to be the results. And then somewhere inside, someone faints in the huh, in the in, in the theater, and you're left. What do we do? And you know, you you just have to think of very practical solutions. Things that. If you had told people outside that this is what happens inside, everybody would go, oh, mm -hmm. that person should not. So there's a lot of practicality that should happen. So for me, it has to be that balance. You have to. I don't think you learned that in school. <laughs> no, 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 you don't. You don't. You don't. Yeah, <clears throat> sometimes the stakes are so high. And I can't mm -hmm. imagine what it is like when it's a life. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And for you, how does that like even play out? I feel like I'm going to give a different take because I feel like corporate is the only place that you can get away with doing very little, mm. right? And you get paid, right? <laughs> As an entrepreneur, right? You need to work to make your money. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With corporate life, some people get by by doing the bare minimum. Mm. But I would say where the results matter are the people who go high, the people who are extremely successful mm -hmm. so corporate yeah you can get away with you know not working for a week just, but you still get paid just, you know you know i'll get back to you and you know yes. the person i called the person yes. will answer mm. you know so you may not mm. meet your targets all the time you may have excuses you can get by but i always say the most successful people are the results oriented people that mm. the people who actually deliver mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. And Bookie, I mean, with your company, they, paper do work, plan do work, but <laughs> you have to enter market because you're, it's KPI driven. You guys make money from the result of the marketplace, like, you know, 
Yes. So because of the unique product that I sell, which is travel, right? At the end of the day, there's so many variables, mm -hmm. right? That you are actually completely outside of your control. So as an agent, you know, your job is to, hello, customer. Oh, you want to fly somewhere? Here's the ticket. But your job doesn't end at the ticket. You, the person actually has to come back from the trip for your job to end. And I think that when you are in the corporate space, some people confuse it with, oh, once we've sold the ticket, that's the end. But it's actually not the end. Um, so for me, I actually, I mean, I'm a really big fan of meetings. I think if my team were here, they would say, that lady over meeting. She can't meet how many times in a week? Because I find that people don't spend enough time planning and thinking through the scenarios. So it's different if you're going into the field, right? Of course, where you will get punched in the face regardless. But can you go into the field with some kind of plan? Can you have factored in all of the scenarios? You went into the field yesterday. You're going into the field again today. Okay, when you went yesterday, what punched you in the face? And how can we prepare for it today? It's literally doing that every single time. And sometimes the meetings are annoying because it's like, I don't want to sit at a table and like plan this again. But the better of a plan that you have, the, the quicker you will be on your feet and the more people will feel like, that, gosh, that execution was so flawless. Mm. It was the plan. It was the meeting. Yeah. It was that annoying meeting that you didn't want to go to where you actually got that done. Yeah. Mm. First of all, I got to say, I have to change my phonetics now. Ah, me too. I went to Minnesota. <laughs> oh, here's State University. <laughs> you know, when I was a kid... Um, I mean, people who were rocking our world at the time, you know, especially in tech, people who were making computers, Michael Dell, uh, you know, uh, Bill Gates, Steve Jobs was like... <laughs> and after a couple of years, I heard Steve Jobs was fired. Yeah. And I was like, wait, hold up, excuse me. What the, I went back to learn, to read. Did, is this not the man that they said started the company, mm -hmm. founded it, built the phone? What happened? Who can fire you from what you started? Mm. But it changed my whole perspective because I went back and learned that in the corporate sector, you really don't own anything. Mm. So how true is this now? And how is that knowledge informed the way you make decisions? Or is that even a real fear that you have in your life? I think I saw something on social media recently that, you know, this job you are carrying on top of your head, if you die tomorrow, mm -hmm. before your funeral, they have replaced, <laughs> they have replaced you. you. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody has that in the back of their head, especially in a corporate job, especially mm -hmm. in a corporate job where you do not own, like you're not part owner of the company or you don't outrightly own the company. So it's something we all have to, you know, deal with. I could be fired today. And then what happens? So I think all you have in a corporate job, and you know, people think about just the salary, but it's about the knowledge, the experience. Mm -hmm. That's, if you have those things, you can work anywhere. Mm -hmm. In my belief right now, the way the world is today, mm -hmm. right? I work in oil and gas, but with the skill sets I have, I can go to tech, mm -hmm. you yeah. know, with my full chest, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. So <laughs> um, I think, yes, you know you are, you are very replaceable, but they can't take the experience, the knowledge that you have gained from that yeah. job. Yeah. 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 If I could just add to, to what Ichiro has said, I think I really like that Steve Jobs story as well. Um, and the reason I like it is because of the why. Like, why was he, he fired? And he was fired because of his attitude. <laughs> and nobody talks about that as much, yeah. about how 
the attitude that you have when you're working will either get you more clients or less clients, yeah. right? Everyone, you, in fact, I say this all the time, I don't care how good you are skill set wise, you can be the most phenomenal person on this earth. But if you have a terrible attitude, like I can't take you to a client because I'm worried about yeah, how you know. if, they, if they give you water like this, now you say, hmm, mm. the way that they put the glass, <laughs> it was not at this, it was not at this specific angle. And then all of a sudden, now that client, we have an issue with the client, but you're really, really good. So we spend half the time apologizing to clients mm, yeah. whilst apologizing to you so that you can do the work. Yeah. And the thing is, it's all about attitude. And I think when Steve Jobs left, he actually, when he was at Pixar, a lot of the things that he was fixing about himself wasn't his skill set, because he had that. Yeah. It was his attitude. Now, nobody is saying that when he came back to Apple that his attitude was any better, but he was much more of an understanding person. Mm. Now, of course, there are still stories around, you know, when he came back, he used to do this and used to do that. But those were the things that drove the company to where it is today and why, even though he, and he, you know, he sadly passed, it's really hard to replace him. I think when you work in a corporate, it's really important for you to remember as you said, you know, you are replaceable, but also that you are not indispensable. Because mm. I think some people walk around and think, I am indispensable. They will tell you, if you'd, I actually had somebody say this to me when, um, they, when they were resigning. I've left other companies, and when I've left those companies, they've never done as well as since when I was working there. This guy looked me dead in the face. I was so confused. I was like, <laughs> so I was not like, so are you Challenge saying that? that <laughs> so, you know, I had to take a step back. I said, I'm just trying to understand, you know, what you're saying. Are you basically saying that now that you have left, all of the many people that work here, all of their efforts all are of, for zero. All of because you don't have two heads. Like we don't have. <laughs> we don't have. And so this company is going to fail. And in, your, in my head, I was, you were right. I said challenge accepted. because, And not because of my ego, though part of it was, and let's just be honest. Um, but I think the second part was because there are other staff here now. So you mean that we cannot put these people's brains together and actually move a company forward? And I think that when you start to feel like you are indispensable in a company, mm. it's time for you to go and do something else. Mm. Because you're not. Mm. Nobody is. Mm. Even the founder. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I mean, I, I, t t talking about founders, like every great company um, requires great leaders, yeah. right? But every great leader knows that they're not bigger than the company. You cannot be bigger than your company. Um, that's why you, you have people that can sit down on a table like this. Uh, you have the, a board and fire a chairman. Yep. They will fire you, Baba. Stand up. Please. Yeah. Take a walk. <laughs> Exit. Yeah. You get because um, you are not bigger than the company. Mm -hmm. So um, it's very, very understandable. She said um, that it's because of his attitude that he was fired. I mean, if you don't have, you are leading and you have a bad attitude, how do you want to lead? Um, so yeah, so we can fire you. Everybody can come together and fire you. Take a step now. You hold your, um, in corporate world, you hold your shares or yep. whatever. You are now a non-executive. Mm. You will salary. Yeah. You will not take salary. I mean, we'll give you things. Yes. But, um, you know, you are now non-executive. Just stay by the sideline and, and come. But also because Steve Jobs was a visionary. Like, there are very few people like that. Um, so... Even when he stepped aside, uh, to be honest, the, the company didn't really they do, struggled. you know, they probably they struggled. Wasn't, uh, yeah, they you know, they struggled. They struggled. you understand? So, yes, he fixed himself and came back. So, yeah, you are, no one is bigger than the company, even as the CEO or the chairman. It's funny, you well, guys, uh, for us, it's more about your bedside manner. Mm. So, um, it's more about putting the patience before yourself. Mm -hmm. So, 
Most times, patients don't go to see a doctor, not because he's a bad doctor, but simply because they don't like the way they feel around mm. him. Yeah, mm. that's right. <laughs> so, so there has to be always an establishment of trust between a patient ex and... Exactly. So you could see a doctor who is good. It's re he's really, really good. But then again, people not come to him as a last resort. Mm. So they've tried every other place, mm -hmm. And they don't get the result, and they're like, ah, make I just go see that guy, make mm. it just be like, say, mm. and then they go there, and then they get their results, but then they don't refer anyone to him. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and you know, this is so funny because I remember when I was little, and I'm, they're about to give me injection. Yeah. Chloroquine, because mm -hmm. chloroquine, I remember, will make my leg numb. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm about to cry. I remember the nurses who were really good, like they would get it done real quick. Mm -hmm. yeah. Real quick, but they were me. Yeah. <laughs> and the nurses who would like spend like that good 20 minutes with me, mm -hmm. pacifying me and everything, they will still do the job, but it will be slower. It might be the same pain. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I will spend more time there, mm -hmm. but I wanted them. I wanted to go back mm -hmm. to them every yeah. time. And I was sometimes, if I could tell a friend that he's going to take a <laughs> <laughs> Go ask for <laughs> Yeah, but um, it's funny we're all talking about this because uh, in the entertainment and art panel, somebody brought up Steve Jobs and talked about, because we were talking about legacy, capitalism versus ethics, mm. and how far are we meant to go when it comes to competition and making that money over being a human being and being there for the next person or even the competition, quote unquote. And somebody said, you know what, legacy is more important because yes, Steve Jobs, you know, made the phone, but everybody, what was the legacy he left? He was a shitty person. And ah, the, the next thing that's coming to my head is, where, where does the line, where, what is, where does, how does corporate life work at the office affects personal life? And how does personal life affect your work? Where do we draw the line? How, what are the experiences you've gone through that it's affected everything or you've affected everything? I think it depends on a couple of factors. One factor it depends on is where you work, what's the culture hmm. of the place you work. Hmm. If they place results over hmm. people, hey. most times people are now, people now imbibe that unconsciously. So mm -hmm. they don't know when they do it, but you know, they just feel, well, you're indispensable, you are dispensable. Mm -hmm. And what's, what matters to me is my results. And so I get my results, I get my KPIs. For, for me, I had to um, find a way to balance it because I was working in the public sector, and then I moved into the private sector. Mm -hmm. And the private sector was the very first time I saw that doctors had KPIs. Hey, mm -hmm. the shock. <laughs> the At first I was like, wait, 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 wait. And we now had to, you know, this is the number of patients you expected to see in a day. Mm. <laughs> and we had a lot of patients to see in a day. So we, we, we just went all straight up. So, hi, how are you doing? What's the problem today? This, fine, 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 fine. Results, get. And we did not have that interaction mm. with the patients, with, with the clients. So if the culture generally, many people are results of it of the environment mm -hmm. we are all results of mm -hmm. your nurture and nature so if your environment places that 
culture of results over people, mm. many times people just imbibe them. So it has to be like a conscious decision of the person to mm -hmm. say, I will put people over results. Mm -hmm. in, 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 in my life, I said that, 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 was, a, like, that was a bad thing, sorry. <laughs> but in my, in my life, or yeah, uh, in, <laughs> at work, um, when we used to work at the office, um, when everyone is coming up pre-COVID, um, everyone loved coming to the office mm -hmm. because he mentioned culture, which is a very important thing. If you walked, it's so funny because if you walked into our office, you would think we're a bunch of unserious people. <laughs> yeah, because everybody's chilled. I mean, um, it's tech, so it's very, it's laid back. Um, there was a couple of times where I had to go to banks, you know, to you know, talk to banks. And I'll walk into a bank and I'll be like, ah, what's going on here? Kibuku, kibuku, kibuku. Everybody's like very like straight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We don't we don't have like you come, you see a lounge chair, everybody's sitting, there's a PS4 by the corner, there's foosball table somewhere, everybody's just chilled, playing, as long as the work is being done, right? So mm -hmm. everyone felt like I mean, I want to go to work. I want to go to yeah, work. I want to, I want to go to work. And you, you know, you're not, you're not, you know, uh, on Sunday evening, you're not saying shit, man, tomorrow, not Monday. Nah. You're like, ah, okay, how far? Can't wait to see these guys. No, relate. You get So, um, but, you know, it brings me to your question when you say, you know, where do you draw the line between, you know, personal life and work life? For me, I'm speaking for me. I would like to ask the people that I work with too, but <laughs> for me, it's almost like it's the same. And maybe that's because, um, maybe that's because, oh, you know, we started the company and, you know, we have to take it forward. So it's like everything I do. Yeah. You get, if I am hanging out with my friends, most of the friends are my co-founders. Mm. So when we are drinking and chilling, we're talking about how far that button that is not clicking well, mm. you understand? So it's it's all it's all work, but it's not in my mind, I don't see it as too much. It doesn't overlap into family or anything like that. Um for me. I don't think it's the same for any of my colleagues mm -hmm. because we've not seen anybody that said, Oh, I don't want to come to work. We're very chilled. Mm -hmm. So yeah. and we're all like family. Like yeah. we're family. But if someone if someone has a baby or someone everyone is going there, every, the whole office. It's almost like we enter there, we let's start working from this place too, because everyone is there. So it works for us. Um, the work-life balance is, is really, is really I wonder if it works well for you guys because of the way you recruit. So mm. when you're in a large scale business, like where they're like thousands of employees, you're cogging a you're cogging a wheel. Mm. You're cogging a wheel. Now if you're hired in the management, senior manager, you're not a cog in the wheel. You are the wheel, you are the one. <laughs> We are building the wheel, <laughs> right? But when you work in a, in a smaller organization, mm. there are people who are care about vision, who, have, who are going to come to work every day and are passionate about what they're doing. Why? Because you can see them, in fact, you can see them very clearly, mm. whether they are working or not. Mm. You don't have to start asking, I always tell my team, just because you don't see me doesn't mean I'm not working. And mm. this is how I'm calling you, I'm texting you, I'm slacking you, I'm emailing you. Mm. Uh, I'm only so there's no time that you can't reach me, right? But I know that when I worked in a larger organization, mm. there were there thousands of employees. All they care about is when, you look, when management looks at the weekly report, mm. did we achieve or did we not achieve? Okay. Whether exactly who did it or who did not do mm. it. Mm. <laughs> who are you, right? But when you're in a, in a smaller team, yeah. um, and I think that's what's so great about you know, 
the next generation of corporate culture that's mm. coming up yeah. in Nigeria mm -hmm. is that give, give these guys another 10, 20 years at it, they will completely obliterate yeah. Yeah. the way that it is being done. Mm. And then when they're at that point where, you know, we're talking about the guys who are the thousands and the cogs in the wheels, the new generation will come up and say, y'all don't go to the office? Mm. <laughs> you guys play PS4? You plow serious! <laughs> plow not working! I mean, it, you know, there's always this generational, like, shift of like, yeah. you, you plow not focus. Yeah. You push, you focus, you table, chair, and yeah. do all your work and go yeah, home. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting now because you're, you're sort of finding that balance. that balance. And I think that, you know, so... I'm also in a technology company yeah. and I also sell travel. Mm -hmm. You know, the balance that I find that's really difficult is like, I find the really cool guys who mm. want to walk in and play PS4. I don't allow PS4 in my office room. <laughs> as of yet, you can play PS4 in your house as long as you do my work. <laughs> I don't, sorry, I don't have internet. I don't have a light <laughs> for that. Um, but like, you know, what I'm finding is that like it's this balance. Uh, and I, I don't know who I was talking to somebody um, offset about this. And I said, deadlines mean different things to different generations. Mm -hmm. I said, this new generation that's coming up with, with this new corporate culture, mm -hmm. deadlines are like flexible. And I'm like, oh, okay, we'll just tell sales <laughs> and, and, and the end of the month to wait for you because you have <laughs> your creative spark. <laughs> has, yes, no, we'll just tell them, we can't pay salaries this month because, you know, the guys who are thinking about it, they haven't quite finished yet. So, now, I know we said it 20 feet, but how you feel about the 27th? Like, let's negotiate, let's negotiate you know, because I know you're ready. <laughs> um, versus, like, you know, the query, the cog and the wheel is like, what do you mean you'd not finish? You, as in, in fact, they've written you up, they've written your query. You have gone to, you have already gone to HR, you have even forgotten that the team was even done because, you know, and it's just, it's just so different. And I think what is, for somebody like me who used to work at a bank, who's now in this interesting space, is finding this balance where mm. the new generation that are coming up are really great hard workers. Because don't confuse their relaxed state or the mm. way that they look mm. with their work ethic. They have some killer work ethic. They will work, they will uh, overwork baby boomers who have been working for the last 30 years. Mm. But they just don't look like what you're used to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they don't understand some of... they can't do it the way. They yeah. can't do it the way. Yeah. And they don't understand the KPIs. Yeah. So now, you, you know what you said, how you said about like results and your environment, nature and nurture? It's, it's confusing because now we're all in this space of like, okay, well, we're just going to build this thing together. Yeah. <laughs> because I don't, I don't really know what's happening here. Yeah. We're just going to try to accommodate both sides. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> piggyback, uh, piggyback offing or piggyback offing. Please, how do you say Piggyback offing. Piggybacking. 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 That's the word English. Piggybacking. Piggybacking. <laughs> <laughs> so piggybacking of um, what, you know, Chinonso said, um, you know, about how the KPIs came and these, its lives and how he felt like, you know, relationships were important and it informs everything. Does the system... Have you ever felt like the system forces you into like a robot? Like into like a place where, okay, let's move. We're meant to do this. All right, let's move. Like how has the system informed the way you behave and behavior at work? I think that it does to an extent. Um, obviously, I work in energy, so we're not tech. We still have plug in the wheel kind of mm. mentality. Um, but... I would say that now things are changing a little bit with the younger people. So when I got into um, the corporate world, I was 21. I was, you know, just finished my master's. I was like, yes, I'm going to work. 
And I got there and there was a whole culture of like, maybe I'll walk up to you and ask you, please, can you give me this? The person won't give me. Yeah. And I'll be like, ah. Mm -hmm. Then I'll ask again. The person will now send me an email. Yeah. I did not like, whatever conversation we had was different from what was in the email. Mm -hmm. yep. Oh, so now with the robots thing in me, as discuss yeah. <laughs> every like we can talk for two hours but i go back to that email so there are certain aspects of you know what your office culture is that you have to you know work with so i won't call it being a robot kind of thing it's just like this this is just the way it's done in the office whether you like it or not this is how you get results and then there are some things that are flexible you know, there are some certain people that will be your guys and then you can, uh, guy can help me do this. But there's, on some level in the corporate world, there's a kind of a manual yeah. in your office. Yeah. This is how we do things. Yeah. 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 And, okay. Also, from my experience with, you know, knowledge of corporates being in, the, in it for a bit, mm. it was almost a sin to have feelings for someone. Mm. And sometimes the system looks at you like you're a robot, you know, be human being. Mm. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. I remember working in a bank, mm. and every time my boss, mm. literally, I would see her and I'm just like, <laughs> she will walk behind me, and the hair on my back will stand up. You know that Neo song? Um, hair, she makes the hair of the back of my hair stand up. And I'm just like, it was me. He's singing about me. You know, but I was tugged. I couldn't do anything. I couldn't move. In a in the outside world, I would have worked out like, hey, what's up, girl? How you doing? But she's my colleague. Then she's now my boss. Cool. Have you, like, what's the experience like? Because you guys work hours and hours and hours with the same people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you may have feelings. Sometimes you may hate someone. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's a challenge, you mm -hmm. know, how you feel about a person. So how's that played out? And how has you been able to work through that tension? I don't know if you guys watch um, some, some things on, on TV. In the medical world, this happens a lot. So I'm going to pass the button. <laughs> I'm going to pass the bucket. Well done, Lisa. Oh, wow. I did not even know me. Where are you going? Okay. Tell us. The anatomy of the There are two shows I hate the most. One of them is Grey's Anatomy. And... <laughs> One of the reasons I hate it so much was I think they took the stories and then they embellished it a lot. Mm. So yes, there are two extremes. There's there are the people who always find love in the workplace. And then there are these other guys who decide, you know what? Anything concerning the workplace, not me. Mm. This is just work. My life is outside. And mm. so they overindulge outside. Mm. That's why people get the whole doctors are Mm. I'll let you guys complete mm. it in your head. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, I have had quite a few situations with falling in love in the workplace, you know. <laughs> uh, but then again, some things tend to happen where mm. those feelings just die out. Mm. <laughs> because maybe it's the pressure of work, 
because I decided at some point in my life that I was never going to date a coworker, and here's why. During my neurosurgery posting, we would be on call. So when you're on call, it means for 24 hours, you have to be available. Mm. We'll be on call for three months at a time. Wow. It was hell. Mm. I have seen marriages broke, break down <laughs> because these guys were in the hospital. Yeah. They couldn't go home to their families. Their families had to come to the hospital to see them. And we all know what happens in those kind of situations mm. where, this is you know... What I when I ask, how does personal life affect work? How does work affect personal life? Please continue. So, so, so it's, not, it's not like you didn't treat her well. No. Don't you, leave me, don't leave me. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, um, so you're spending three months at a time with this person. You guys are basically sleeping on the same couch mm -hmm. because you tend to snatch, like, three, four hours of sleep in a whole day. Mm. And granted, some things, you know, some feelings may involve. Mm. But then it's now difficult when you now say, okay, at this time I'm married. Mm. How do you now manage mm. that situation? Sure. Fortunately for me, mm. now, at this point in my life, mm. I'm no longer exposed to that kind of stress. So I really don't know how to answer those questions. Mm. If I wear working 24 hours a day for three months. Mm. That's a lot. Really. Mm. I really don't know. <laughs> my guy said, <laughs> I really don't know with humility. <laughs> yeah, so um, there's a lot of interplay between work and personal life. Um, I don't think it's, it's wise in my own line of work to separate them and say, uh, this is work, this is personal life, because mm. one way this interplays into this. Mm. And then we're now in post-pandemic, post where people bring their work home. Mm. Home, home is work. <laughs> so mm. home is work and work is home mm -hmm. now, so. Mm -hmm. Does it happen at your home? Wow, you're just going to be the... <laughs> you're going to be the host of this question. Um, so I have never been in love in the office. It's just never happened for me. Um, I guess I was always maybe the best friend who was always looking at people. I said, mm, love, it, love it, kid. Love it, kid. So I found my out of the office. Um, yeah, so I think if I could go back to your question about work and, and personal life, there's no difference. I think people who try to say that there is a difference, I would question whether you like your job or whether you like your personal life. Um, reason being that, at least again, and that's why I say, it's, to be clear, I think at least the stage that everybody is at, at, the, at the table, everybody's like, you know, give us another 10 years, us two, Forbes now. You know what I'm saying? So like, we're, we're at that cusp of middle management to, I mean, leading organizations that are big. Um, so like, for me, it's, it's the same because like, when I leave the office, I'm still thinking about that and I'm thinking about, okay, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do that? Calling people trying to make moves at all time. You know, you watch TV and you're like, I really like that advert. Let me quickly call my marketing. Did you see? <laughs> so, 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 like you're, const you're constantly on. There's, there's no sort of off, off button. Mm. Now what you do, at least I find I do for myself, is I give myself breaks. Mm. Um, so when you talk about the tension, I think the tension that I probably feel at work the most is stress of like, how are we going to help everybody achieve their KPIs? Um, I had the most beautiful quote when I had a mentor um, in the US before I moved home. Um, and I asked him and I said, like, like, how do you get your direct reports to do what they're supposed to do? First off, he was like, well, if they're not doing what they're supposed to do, I hired the wrong person. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, so mm. simple. And then he said, no, but like, that's one. And then two, he said, do you know what the job of a CEO is? And I was like, to run the company. 
to look sexy in buffs, wear high heels. <laughs> I thought all of this. I did not say it out loud. Uh, to end big, big more dollars. Um, I was like, no. He said, my job is to only tackle the most difficult problems. That is what this desk is. I only work on the most difficult problems. This means every single person in my company could not solve this problem, and therefore it came to me to solve. That is my job. That changed my life about, I, I'm a country manager now. It changed my life. It changed literally every way that I work because I was like, gosh, that's exactly it. If I'm taking something to my line manager, mm. it's because I have tried and exhausted every single thing and I can't do it anymore and I genuinely need help versus sometimes, and that's why I find like in corporate and in some corporates, you're just pushing paper. You see somebody come and ask her, I say, I called so so and so he didn't pick. Mm. And? Oh, that's my favorite word at work. <laughs> and? <laughs> and, they, and they were all just going to stare at each other. Stare in competition. Mexican stand up. Yeah, because let's, <laughs> I know, let's see who's who going to blink. <laughs> it ain't, ain't going to be me. <laughs> so, and? I did, my, next, my next favorite one is, then? <laughs> so you did. <laughs> okay, I'm not finished. Yeah, come back when you're finished. Because you find that people actually get lazy. I just even doing the basics of their job. Yeah. But then when it comes to asking about salary oh, increases, yeah. oh, yeah. everybody oh, yeah. present. Yeah. Everybody is present. And you do not get a salary increase for doing what is in your JD. Mm. In fact, the minute you say it's not mm. in my job description, in my mind, that person has started exiting the office. Mm. Because you are, if, you are, if you are tied to a sheet of paper and a couple of bullet points that mm. somebody that's your age or, one, or maybe one level above you typed very fast because they needed HR and management to approve. You are, you are not thinking about this correctly at all. So for me, it's more like the stress. Like, how do you deal with the stress mm -hmm. of that? But then also being like, oh gosh, like, we, we got to move. We got to move this company yeah. forward. Yeah. We have to move this thing forward. So, yeah. show of hands. <clears throat> how many people would love to work with their partner in the office? <laughs> Show of hands. How many people would not love or wouldn't love to work with a partner in the office? <laughs> Why? Can I raise two hands? <laughs> Why? They see you every day now. No, I, not even that. Actually, I genuinely love my I love my husband. Look, man. Look, look. I know. She <laughs> my husband. We know. You are my boot tank for luck, as in. Ooh. However, <laughs> look, eh, there are some scriptures in the Bible you should follow. Mm. Don't work with your spouse. He's missing there, but he's there. He's the Ten Commandments. <laughs> I can't work with my spouse because I love him too much. I would uh, kill him. Uh. He would kill me. We are too, we're very OCD-ish about the same things. That it, 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 mm. Mm. Even just, even, I don't know if everyone here is married. Mm. But like, even when you're just talking about like life admin. Mm -hmm. And uh -huh, mm. see, when you're just talking about life admin. Mm. And they don't. Imagine walking with that person and saying, you didn't meet your KPI. Mm. Meet, meet me at home. <laughs> oh, we are at home. Very good. <laughs> now that you're here. Um, so yes, no. I, I can't, I, can't um, I, I don't think I can do it simply because, I mean, if I was working with someone I was with, or I'm with, it's trouble. I will, I will not work. Are you with somebody? Let's know not, now. I will not work, yes. Sir. Okay. I will not work because, um, you just want to I'm be in too the touchy, arms. too touchy. You feely, just want to too... be in the love. Oh, yeah, oh that's so lovely. Yeah. That's so lovely. I love you. I 
you have, you done, have you done the email? Have you sent? Have you sent? No, so I, I just can't do that because uh, no, nah, it would distract me a lot. Um, and you know, no, I like to focus. Mm. You know, Benny, focus. I like to, I like yeah. to focus. So, <laughs> if I'm with my babe, I mean, there's work. Everything is work for me. I mean, but. I, I like to focus. So mm. if she's with me at the office, yeah. it's over now. Wow. That company has gone down. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, like, my husband is the most amazing person I know. He's so smart. Um, but I think we work. When it comes to work, I have a persona, mm. right? Because mm. I had to... No, it's true. I had to build it because I was one of the youngest people true. when I started. Mm-hmm. And it was a level of this small girl, okay, because you have finished master's at 19, you have done this one, you have done, who are you? Yes. So I had to have a persona mm. in the office. I'm here to work. Mm. Like, every other thing, and meet me during lunch or whatever, but mm. we're here to work. Mm-hmm. And because of that, like, you know, eight, nine years in, I still have that persona. Yeah. So with my husband, hmm. you can't be doing touchy feely when I'm walking. Hmm. So it's it's the You're other. You're going to give him jogger. I'm, I'm like, like focus. <laughs> so so for me, it's that it's more of he yeah. would like me. Yeah. 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 So uh, my wife is creative. She creates content, and one particular day, I said I was going to direct her content. Mm. Oh. And I'm very OCD-ish. Mm. Very OCD-ish. And while I was directing the content, I could see her face change. <laughs> and at the back of my head, I just thought, mm, if we continue like this, we're not going to like each other very much. Mm. Yeah. So work. And when you're done with work, then we can be husband and wife. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so for me, I do not think I could work. Yes, we have relationships with people we work with. Yeah. We, you know, have good times, we have bad times. Mm-hmm. But then there's a reason why, you know, those those people you're not dating or, you know, in a, I like to call it complicated relationship with mm-hmm. these people. Mm-hmm. Because it's not just your results. Mm-hmm. It's not just we're friends is I have to be responsible for your emotions. Mm. Yes. <laughs> and when I have to be responsible for your emotions, how do I pass across a certain message across to you without, in quotes, having this particular discussion spill onto the marriage bed? Yeah. Mm. Because it goes, I didn't like the way you talked to me today. Mm. But that's probably the way I would talk to almost every other person yeah. in the office. Yeah, yeah. And go home, and that person will be fine. Yes. And we'll meet the next day because I'm not responsible for your emotions. Mm. So I don't think I want that interplay of yeah. Uh, yeah. if there are people we works for, fine, fine yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You found the key to something that probably we haven't found. That's yeah. for me. A new life is here with Enterprise Life Assurance. Our decades of experience in the West African markets will help you achieve your dreams with peace of mind. Visit www.myenterprisegroup.io forward slash ng or call 0700 Enterprise to know more. Enterprise Life, your advantage. <laughs> I find that when you work in the corporate space for so long, you lose a sense of who you are as a person, like a personal brand. So, I mean, mm-hmm. in my work, my job is to make sure I project my brand, okay. my personal brand. Okay. Sometimes people lose themselves. Okay. I mean, there are CEOs of 
you know, big organizations that are on Instagram now, mm -hmm. and we've seen them, and they're like, mm, you look sketch. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we can, it would be better off if you're offline. Yeah. <laughs> but it's because they don't, they haven't found a way to communicate yeah. their brand mm. online, social life. You understand? How has it been, especially in the young generation, you guys, finding that dynamic to make sure that, you know, I mean, when you take a photo, it's coming off cool. Mm. When they ask you, who are you? You're like, without the job description, without the title, mm. this is who I am and I'm free and I'm cool and all of that. Yeah. You know, um, I have a friend, um, one of my best friends, actually. He used to work at a bank, and um, he was a very corporate guy, you know. Um, then he went for his master's and came back, and he was, so he got a bunch of, you know, job offers, and, and I wasn't, same bank, higher position and mm -hmm. stuff like that, but he decided not to take it, and he took something else, actually in tech. And <laughs> one time he told me, he was like, so now life be this. <laughs> like, yo, he grew a beard. And he was like, damn, man, I find go. Because, I, yeah, because in the, he couldn't he grow a beard. Like, yeah. he was always, you know, and then he was always ties to everything. But now he's wearing shorts, he's wearing sneakers, and he's chilling. And he's like, shit, man, I would have missed out mm. on a lot. Yeah. But then it also affects him socially because he's still very formal. Mm. Yeah. yeah, you get when he's talking to people. Sometimes when he's tracking a babe and I'm there or something, ah, tell him say, "Guy, offer." You know they send email or no be email. <laughs> <laughs> no be email because it has you know you know he it's it still affecting today. Mm -hmm. He's he's conscious of it now yeah. because you know. Um, and I think he, that's why a lot of billionaires go into philanthropy and trying to start a foundation because when they leave or they mm. become chairman or, you know, they've had mm. to step down. They're like, what do I do with mm. myself? Mm. You know, so they have to get into that. So space. now, I mean, his, his Instagram pictures are popping now before. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> you know, but, you know, so, so it, it's, he's better socially, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. I think workplace does affect. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe not for babes, Sha. What's <laughs> 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 Um, it does. Okay. Um, so I think there are two things. First off, I think being in Nigeria now in the corporate space versus, let's say, when my sister started or even when my mom was working, we're all working in three very different spaces. Mm -hmm. Right now, as a female, I can have whatever personal brand I want. Mm -hmm. Nobody's... In fact, it's almost now like, people are like, what's your, what's your personal brand? Mm -hmm. Let's even see if they will hire you off of that. Like, do people, do people like you? Because mm -hmm. your network is your net worth, yeah. mm -hmm. right? And at, at the stage that Adrian and I definitely are at, the next job that we take, or let's say somebody headhunts us for a role, because mm -hmm. that's literally what it will be at this point, we um, are looking at your total package. Mm -hmm. So it, it, com it completely matters. Now, I mean, it matters to the point where, and to be honest, I literally, to come today, like, what was I going to wear? I literally went through my Instagram page of the last three years of outfits that I had worn wow. to make sure that I wasn't going to repeat an outfit that I had already worn before. Mm -hmm. And then I was like, oh, gosh, I wore this in 2017 to this. And then my husband was like, well, actually, you wanted a lot more than that. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> See, I said, this is why I can't work with you, Sam. <laughs> but, like, you know, it's, it's, even, it's just things like that because you're constantly packaging yourself. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Adrian like, mentioned when she was talking about working with her husband is, as a woman... Hmm. First, as a woman, black, with your own hair, mm. the, the, the hurdles that you have to constantly jump through mm. each and every single time. Oh, I forgot age. Mm -hmm. Your age. Oh, and then that's, that's because by Nigeria, your tribe. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Right? 
do you like makeup? Do you not like makeup? Do you like fine things? Are you married or not married? Do you like nice things? Do you not like nice things? Can you go out and look like a babe and actually have bothered yourself? But somebody will say, ah, she has sugar daddy. Like, it is. You can't carry certain bags to the office. You can't carry certain bags because if your salary is not matching where the bag is matching. Let me high five her. You have to think about all those things. I literally couldn't. I was a bag I wanted to carry here today, and I was like, ooh, I don't want to carry that bag because I don't, I don't know the people. I don't want them to think that I'm a specific way. Mm. And I'm a certain, okay, am I wearing it with no, because your own hair? Okay, but it's colored. Ah, okay, ah. relax. Like, mm. oh, you go I, through all these. You think yeah. about everything. Mm. Every, like, wow. Every single time. Yeah. And then you get to your office, and then you put on your office persona yeah. mm. to perform. So you're, const you're constantly performing. So when you say, I mean, the question often gets asked to us is, so when are you yourself? At home. Mm. At home and with my family and with my friends and myself. I also find that I'm also myself at, at the office. It's just different variations of myself. Yeah. Yeah. It's just different variations. Yeah. Okay, girls, yeah, they go through yeah. it. I, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, I completely agree with her because at the end of the day, it's, it's part of yourself. Mm -hmm. Because, like I said, there's a persona I have when I'm working. Mm -hmm. It's the same persona if I'm planning my wedding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. that is now a target result oriented <laughs> task. Yes. So it's part of me, right? Yes, the corporate world kind of shaped it, but it's part of me and I'm fine with that. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, like, yes, there's the person who like goes on a yacht, right? Yeah. But where we are planning, Booking the apps mm. is the same corporate, mm. so it's it's just it's I guess it's just part of life now for us. Yeah, <laughs> I think piggybacking of all, piggybacking, piggybacking of <laughs> 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 so piggybacking of what she said. Uh, sometimes we wrongly make the assumption that you know this is work life and this is my life so this yeah. is not me and this is me mm. but i've come to also realize that these are just different parts of me that mm. come out at different times mm. yeah, so yeah. um before i got into medical uh, medical school i was a different person mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i was more fun mm -hmm. i was out there for crying out loud i was the head boy for a long time mm. so I was used to always being seen. Mm -hmm. Then I got into medical school, and medical school shaped me into a totally different person. Mm -hmm. So I was the kind of person who would go to a party and just sit down in one corner, mm -hmm. and I'm analyzing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not that I'm shy, yeah. but I'm just reading people, because by the time you're sitting at your office table and someone walks in, you are forced to make a diagnosis before you even talk to the person. Mm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if the person walks a certain way, that's a clue. Mm. If the person sits wow. a certain way, that's a clue. Mm. And so all those parts of me tend to come into a certain... Like, Life experience. Yeah, so, so before I got married, bef before I go even try QSF, mm. I guys read you. <laughs> mm. So I don't just jump into. I see guys do it, and I'm like, oh man, man you're so bold. <laughs> like they just go, hi babe, what's up now? How far? How will take? Nah, I've read you <laughs> for a long time before I actually woke up. So these are all parts of ourselves, and yeah. I think we should have that um, acceptance that yes. this is not just work. Yeah. It's it's you also yeah. because yeah. the fact that you're able to pull that off. Mm -hmm means that it's a part of you. So uh, this is me yeah. coming here. Uh, it was for corporates. Yeah. But I decided against you know, wearing shirts because yeah. I have shirts and ties. Mm -hmm. But there are some times I say, you know what? No, I'll just go mm -hmm. T-shirts, turtleneck, 
Mm-hmm. So I'm different. I'm, I'm stealing that car. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you've done an amazing job of you know communicating your personal brand online. Mm-hmm. He's a juggernaut on Twitter. Yeah. Yes. Like this, he's a he's a Twitter god, mm-hmm. and that's amazing. Mm-hmm. If you don't know, Chino so is Apropos Doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure there are very few people who don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, what is this place of a mentor in? The corporate world. I mean, in my space. Ah, he's my mentor. Mm. He's my role model. <laughs> I used to see him on TV years back. Sir, please mentor me. <laughs> what is that like when everybody feels like we have only one ladder to climb? We are in the same ladder. I don't want you to surpass me. Or what is? I don't know what that dynamic is in the corporate world. I would actually love for Adriana to start because yeah. she's in a great industry yeah. for that. Um, I think for me, when I got in, um, I was very young, like I said, um, and there are so many people and, you know, no shade, but somebody, ah, oh, you know, I'll mentor you and everything. I'm just like, <laughs> but I was lucky enough to have some conversations um, and I realized that the whole point of a mentor, in my opinion, is not just someone to guide you in your career. If that mentor is in your workplace, is to say your name where decisions are being made. Mm, Because at the end of the day, who knows me sitting in my little Mm -hmm. cubicle? But if my mentor is somebody that, you know, we have those conversations, he knows how my mind works, he's like, okay, this is where you are now, Mm -hmm. right? But this girl is smart, you know? So tomorrow when they're having conversations, it's like, you know that girl in that department, Mm. try her for that role. Mm. And he has that you know, the the trust that when I'm in that room, I'll slate. Mm. Yep. And that's how you climb. Wow. You don't, you know, sometimes people think, okay, do your work, do it well. Eh, sometimes you grow like that. Yep. But then if you don't have that person who is whispering your name or saying, you know, mm. I had times where I was an intern and I would do like a presentation. And my boss, because my boss too, he was not my mentor, but he was a great like coach. Yeah. Right? Because mm-hmm. that's a different mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, he wow. would say, send that email directly to the CEO and copy me. Yeah. Other bosses, mm. uh, they will, your work, they will send it. They won't even copy you. Well, you know, if, obviously, they don't need to do that. Mm. Right? But if you have people who are pushing you, making sure you are visible, and people, and I, I will say this in Nigeria sometimes, your bosses, they are not even comfortable in their own seats. Mm. Do you understand? Oh. So if they are not comfortable, mm. they can't push you. Mm. But if someone knows that... Ah, even if Adriel comes to take my job, I'm happy. Mm, you yes. know, those are the people who will push you, and those are the kind of people you should be looking for mentors and coaches. It's not to say, ah, this big person with big name mm. is my mentor, but person is not really doing anything <laughs> for you. So yeah. that's what I think. I um, it was a video on Instagram that made this clearer to me. So uh, I now tend to call them sponsors. Mm. That's so it. for me, wow. they're just sponsors. Yep, and they are people who are mentors. Mm. So. I'm not looking to have my mentor push me up the ladder, mm. for instance, because sometimes even people like us are trying to create a new ladder mm. because what we do is, what I do is new, is novel. Mm. And I had a lot of pushback, first of all, from people who were in the normal ladder. Mm-hmm. So they went, what is that young man doing? Mm. That's not what a doctor should do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... I had my name pop up in different WhatsApp groups and, you know, up there and there. And then I got approached by a few people who were actually up there and said, we love what you're doing. Wow. 
this seems to be the missing link in public health. Mm -hmm. And I have had my name, <laughs> just like she said, being mentioned in some circles yep. that naturally my name would not be there. My mm -hmm. qualifications do not qualify me for those kind of meetings yeah. mm -hmm. because these people are sponsoring me. So um, I think it all boils down to you being yourself, mm -hmm. improving yourself. There is someone who will take note of you. Mm -hmm. And you just, you know, um, showing that this is the value I have to offer. Yeah. And once you show that value, you'll find somebody who would sponsor you and mentor you at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Sure. Um, I think <laughs> you guys are absolutely right. First off, in Nigeria, I find that when there's a buzzword in town and somebody repeats it to you, please ask them what it means to them. <laughs> because this word mentor, like, what, like when you say you want a mentor, like what do you, what do you, what do you want? Say, you know, just mentor me. Eh, but what? What, what? what does it, like, what, what, sh what should I do? Eh, I just like you. Mm. Oh, okay. <laughs> Next. Um, there's definitely a difference between a mentor and a sponsor, a role model and a coach. Um, please explain to us all. <laughs> Give us a definition. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a coach is like, so let me use it at work. Um, so a coach can be a colleague who knows just how to do something really well, like maybe use Excel really well, knows how to write formulas in Excel really well. Sorry, I like Excel. Um, and so you go to that person and you say, look, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think about, this is the problem I'm trying to solve. I'm trying to calculate this. Can you show me how? That person will coach you how to, how to do it through. There's, no, there's nothing for them to gain or lose by showing you. Absolutely nothing. Then you have a role model. You don't have to actually speak to this person. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know them personally. Yeah. They don't have to be. They can be actually like sometimes you can in be an organization. In, in an, an organization. organization. No, yeah. in your organization. Okay. You mm -hmm. can have a role model in your organization that you never talk to. Mm -hmm. But you have seen this person in in town person. halls, mm -hmm. and you really like the way the person carries themselves. Mm -hmm. And from afar, you just study them. You analyze them. How do they do? What do people say about them? Mm -hmm. How do they work? And then if you are lucky, those people usually have openings on their, on their teams. That's where you jump in. And that person can now be, go from role model to coach. Mm. Because you've seen something about them that you really like, that you want to do. Or by the way, that you don't like. <laughs> so you're like, stay away from that team. Um, then you have a mentor. For me, a mentor is a really great person to have open conversations with. Mm -hmm. It's just that. And a mentor relationship is actually um, a dual. Is it? You call it symbiotic. Yes. <laughs> symbiotic. Take it to work on Monday. Um, it's symbiotic, right? So I have. I'm thinking about this thing. Like, how do you think about it? Okay, this is how mm. I think about it. The person who you call your mentor can actually come to you and say, "Hey, I have this problem. You pull of youth." <laughs> you people thinking about yeah. it now. You see a lot of CEOs now, like reaching out to younger people like Gen Z and say, mm. "Come and run my social media." I don't really understand it. Mm. Mm. The Gen Z is mentoring the baby boomer. That's wow. a mentor relationship. Yeah. Then you have sponsors. These are the people that open doors for you. They're your accelerators. Mm. Hey, your pushers. Your mm -hmm. accelerators, as in they are in conversations in rooms that you you cannot even think about. You can't even yeah. dream about. You, you don't even know. Because when you find out that they mention your name in that room, you start shaking. You say, me? <laughs> so you say, who else was there? <laughs> ah! No. So you just say, was it good or was it bad? <laughs> Let's know. Let's know. Your sponsors are super critical for you in, in, in a corporate organization. Yeah. I don't care how big or small it is because that is how you accelerate your career. Mm. You can, first off, so first off, you have to do your job well. Yeah. As in, for, to have a good sponsor, you have to have, do your job well. That person could have worked with you on a very small project. Mm -hmm. That person could have even had lunch with you in the kitchen one day and just liked the way you talked. Mm -hmm. Or just noticed that you were the only person that carried your plates mm -hmm. to the sink and mm -hmm. washed it mm -hmm. and left. It's literally little things. And that person just says, 
try that person. They don't know you from anywhere. Like, mm. they don't necessarily have to have had a strong conversation with you. Mm. Now, sometimes if you're lucky, you'll get one person that can do all four. Mm. What I find is that you con people confuse things where you're looking for all four in one. Mm. It's rare. It's yeah. rare. You might have three, four, five people, six. Mm. You might have people for a season. So I, you remember I told you guys the story about how I met a CEO who gave me this advice that like, changed my life. Mm. I think I talked to that guy three times. How did I meet him? We were at school and they said we should do school tour. Oh yeah, come and do school tour. Mm. The guy walked in and they said I should do tour of the, with the guy. Me, I didn't know. Guy from Nigeria. I didn't know who this guy was. Those fro 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 fro. This this school. This you know. This the name of this. Da, 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 da. I'll tell you who the guy was um, at the end. Anyway, so we do this whole tour. And the guy was just like, yeah. Like he like goes, what do you want to do with your life? Uh, I'm like, as in, in this tour. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't want to be a tour guide. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't want to be a tour guide. That's for sure. But um, I would like to do. And he was like, oh, come to New York and see me. Eh. Mm. <laughs> okay. I'm not like, you know, but now coming, being a female Nigerian, mm. when you have older men tell you to come and see you places, your first head is, hey, Jesus. Mm. Ah! <laughs> my mommy did not spray anointing oil on my door for this. What is this one? Uh? So the guy gave me his card and I was just like, whatever. And a, a classmate came up to me and I was like, what are you talking about? Mm. I said, the guy said I should come to me. He goes, don't you know who that is? I was like, no. He goes, that's the CEO of Time Warner Media. Mm. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. Mm. I said, okay. <laughs> <laughs> then I said, Nigeria, hi, it's by me. <laughs> what did I say? <laughs> what did I not say? <laughs> I was like, he said, I should come to New York. He said, you will go. <laughs> I, I said, you must go. He said, when did he tell you? He said, he's at his office. He said, you will go. <laughs> I said, I said, you are sure this is not, this not like, this is my country. When they, when they tell you that you should do this thing, you can do something He said, don't worry, don't worry. You'll be okay, you will go. Mm. I went. I went to the building in New York. Um, I think I was like, I was at such an out of body experience because I was like, how is this possible? Mm. You mean CNN is in this building and it's on this floor? And I said, I'm going all the way to the top. Meet this small girl from Nigeria with frou frou accent that's confused. <laughs> <laughs> and I went and we just had a really good, it was a really good one hour conversation. He's actually the person that convinced me to move back to Nigeria. From that one conversation. Wow. That was it. Wow. That's a role model. Mm. I had a good mentorship conversation with. Mm. I haven't spoken to that guy ever since that day. Mm. And that is okay. Mm. In Nigeria, you will try and with mm. the Mrs. Awoshikas of the world, <laughs> the you want to hold them like this. <laughs> Sometimes you can have that 20 minute conversation with them and change your life. Go do what you gotta do. You might meet them up again in life at some point in time, but don't try and try and cause them to do suck from I also think people tend to have this parasitic relationship with yeah. mentors, and yeah. mentors tend to avoid those kind of people. Yeah. So yeah. you're not giving to me; you're just yeah. sapping. You're sapping yeah. my energy. And I've also noticed that CEOs are very busy people. Mm -hmm. So that one R has to also be valuable to them. Mm -hmm. But you just say, I just want a mentor. Mm -hmm. What do you want? You just want to sit down and be collecting. Mm -hmm. Why are you just collecting mm -hmm. and collecting? And I think they also get frustrated when they have put so much in you mm. and you're still at the same place. Mm. You're still the same person. Yeah. You've not come back different. Mm. <laughs> the same question you asked me yesterday <laughs> is what you asked me two years ago. <laughs> and, um, so, just, to, just to add... <laughs> just to add to this, I mean, shout out to all the friends that 
um, that mention your name in a room full of opportunities, yeah. those are like major people, right? And um, so for me, uh, we started way back in 2013, finished in 2012 school, NYC and all those things. 2013, uh, we started and we, we, we met this one guy who is still what you call our sponsor today, mm -hmm. right? Um, without this guy, we won't have like, you know, stepped into the light of the experiences that we have now. So he literally held a hand and, you know, I remember a lot of times he'll go, he doesn't need to follow you to a meeting. Like this guy is busy, right? Like, but he'll drive, he'll say, I'll pick you up, follow you to the meeting that you want to close. When they see him, mm. he will not say much, mm. but just sure. because he's there, yeah. they'll be like, ah, yes sir. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he, yeah, he did it to open doors that you by yourself cannot open, yeah. right? Um, I mean, this one, is, you'll be praying, yes, 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 but sometimes God sends, you know, keys in form of people, you know, to help you open doors. So these, this guy was still um, a very, very, probably our biggest sponsor. Thank you for explaining all those things. Um, and you mentioned something, people have a parasitic relationship. You forget that you think you have problems. These people have bigger problems. Ah! Thank you. Do you know that? Right? And, and yeah. I, heard, I heard this from, from um, one of my role models. He said, um, Ayo, you need to remember, because me, I'm very much a giver, right? He said, you need to remember that takers will always keep taking. Correct. Mm. Right? So you need to have that balance. You cannot... You, can I help everybody? You get, you can't, I mean, I get DMs, oh my God, I love what you do. I want you to mentor me. I will now ask, in what? <laughs> like, what do you actually want me to do? So it's very um, important to have, uh, to understand those different, the differences between those people. And sometimes a friend, someone even younger than you, it's not about age. Yes. Someone younger than you yeah. can, you know, coach you on something. Mm -hmm. If the person is a better organizer or the person is better at this, they can help you do those things. So basically, yeah. Please, let's hold hands. <laughs> ah. Bob Table. Say after me, Baba God. Baba God. Baba God. Baba God. Baba God. Please send me my sponsors. Please, Please send, send me, me my sponsors. sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, mm. um, last question. Last question. Mm. <laughs> what would be the end game for you? Hmm. Oh, five rings. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't leave me. Don't leave me. <laughs> mm, um, the ending for me, to be honest, I, I've thought about that in very in a different way. Um, you, you, you put it in a very scary way, to be honest. Yeah, the ending for me, um, for me, it's just about growth. Um, sometimes we forget. We we always look ahead and see, oh my God, there's a, there's a long way I have to go and I've not achieved this, I've not achieved this by the certain age. But you don't look back and see how far you've come, come. and yeah. how many people that you started with or so are still way behind and be grateful and thankful for that experience and those things that you've, you've had. Um, so for me, when I came to that realization, it was in, um, I think, 2017, 18 thereabout, um, that... I was having a, a bad time for a period, and it was almost like a Zen moment. You know, I was like, "Yo, okay, um, you've actually come a long way, All right?" Um, so stop 
worrying too much yeah. about where you're going. Yeah. And I realized that the more you stay thankful mm. for how far you've come, mm. you will just keep moving forward. Yeah. It's not it's not jazz or anything. It's not it's just one of like the secrets of life that I yeah. feel like I have discovered. Yeah. And I'm sharing it with everybody here today. Yeah. So send me my coins. Hey! <laughs> <laughs> so um, just being thankful and grateful for how far you've come will get you to the next level. Yeah. And for me, that is just it. Yeah. It's just growth and growth and growth. Yeah. You know the funny thing? I had this exact conversation with a friend. So this is someone I met in one year. And in less than one year, this person has moved from friend to best friend to brother. Mm. And somehow we just started analyzing our lives. And I told him, look, we can keep on hammering on the things we've not yet achieved. Mm. Or we can be thankful about how far we've come mm -hmm. in such a short time. Mm -hmm. And in my head, I'll just do what finance people do, have a projection. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sometimes when, you know, Big Invest and the rest of them goes for, go for um, investment opportunities, they just tell you this is where our company is and this is where we think it's going to be in five years. Mm -hmm. And for many cases, that seems to be the truth. For some, it's not. So if we're thankful, first of all, for, what, for where we are now, then it may get better it probably always gets better in the future. What's the end game for me? The end game for me has, will be what has always started this. Um, I'm more people-oriented, mm. so I'm more of a giver. For me, it will be the bulk of Nigerians getting healthier lives. Mm. For me, it will be less people needing to pay out of pockets mm. for medical bills mm -hmm. that just spring up from nowhere. Mm -hmm. For me, it will be people living into their 70s and mm -hmm. 80s and 90s. Mm -hmm. Once that has happened, I can collect my five rings. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it's end game for me. <laughs> but, you know, um, I think that's just it yeah. for me. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like a couple of years... So... Sorry, I'll tell you a story before I tell you the answer. Um, but after I graduated from my MBA, my goal then was, okay, join the bank. It was an, a U.S. bank. Join the U.S. bank. Uh, associate VP, uh, ED, move back to Nigeria, marry, mm -hmm. uh, then enter family business, uh, see you. Very, I was great. So after I had all those plans, I basically, and then my father passed. I basically decided I wasn't going to do anything again, that, <laughs> as in this corporate life, like whatever. And I think it was because I had, me and him had talked so much about the plans as to like what I was going to do, where I was going to go to school. We, we had mapped it all out. And then when the person that I had mapped it out with passed, I was like, ah. so who's going to do the map? Mm. Um, and who's going to do it with me? So I remember I came home. I did NYSC, that was fun. I worked on a farm, I actually really enjoyed that. Then I worked um, for two years um, with uh, Rhythm Unplugged do doing marketing and I really just enjoyed that. And then I really pretty much just learned that you can actually enjoy your work, like you can actually enjoy it, like you can do the things that you are good at mm. and just enjoy it. Um, and one of the things that I figured out from that really three year journey was that my goal in life is actually to help people who have ideas. Mm. Accelerate it. Mm. I am not an entrepreneur. Mm. And that's the first thing. I can't sell. It. I can't sell. But for me to sit down and think about what, what I want to, mm. I'm not, it's not, that's not my calling. Mm. In fact, it's a complete waste of my time. Mm. Um, and, you know, in Nigeria where everyone's like, you should be an entrepreneur. You should be an entrepreneur. You should be an entrepreneur. You're a leader. You're a CEO. You're great. I, or my favorite one is, 
I'm going to start a company so I don't have to report to anybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, jokes on you. Um, so I just, at that point in time, when I figured that out, then I, then I joined this wonderful company that I'm with now, um, this travel company, and I just realized that my goal is just basically to help CEOs and founders accelerate their dreams. Mm. And that's my end game. And so every company that I go to, my goal is like, okay, what do you want to do? I right, cool, give me the blueprint, and I run with it, and I can make it happen. Mm. Um, and I think just knowing that has given me joy and given me peace. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not worried about, oh gosh, everybody around me is starting a business. It's mm. not my calling. Mm. I'm not to start. Now, of course, that doesn't... And then what I also learned from my father passing was that it doesn't mean that God still can't give me that vision to go and start a company. Mm. I hope not because we have agreed. <laughs> but um, it doesn't mean that it can't change. But for right now, yeah. this is my goal. This is my calling. And therefore, I will do for every CEO or co-founder or visionary that I work for, my goal is to make your dream a reality. Mm. The end. Love, love it. I love it. Mm. Yeah. Love it. Wow, got to follow that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I would say that my end game is not so different because I always struggled with that whole, and I have this argument all the time, nine to five versus entrepreneurship. Mm. Everyone believes that your end goal should be to own your own thing. Mm -hmm. And I believe they are owning things without you having to do the day-to-day -day work, right? Like, yeah. ah, can you invest in piggy vest and own <laughs> piggy No. Um, but um, my end game, I have no current end game and I'll tell you why. I believe that what my end game is going to be is not even, I can't think of it right now. Mm -hmm. And I sat down during COVID, right? And I just thought about my journey. When I entered oil and gas, I entered oil and gas because that's what was paying the most. Mm -hmm. And I moved like that. And when I got in there, I enjoyed my job. I loved energy. And I currently, my focus currently is about making young voices in oil and gas heard. Mm. Because we still have that thing where we're deferring to the veterans, oh, you must have 30 years experience. And I'm just like, you know, if tech is doing it, banking is doing it, all other sectors, why can't, we do it why in can't this sector? yes. Yeah. So that's what I'm currently passionate about. And who knows, maybe tomorrow I'll do something else. Yeah. But one thing I'm learning is that. If I truly love it, go in that path. If something else comes along, move there mm. and be flexible. At the end of the day, I just want to be happy. Mm. And I don't want to be an entrepreneur because mm. I like my sleep. Mm. Hey! <laughs> Sorry, if I can actually just add to what Adrian said. There are two things that I say. One, I'm a passionate employee. That mm. means that when you see me, you will think that I own the company. Hey! But I don't. Yeah. Talk and about I know that, that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> and I know that. And I know, I know my position. I play my position. Second, my job is to make my CEO or whoever I report to look good. Mm. If you look amazing, I know that I will look stunning. Mm. Um, and it's not just about looking stunning to like the people in the office so people can say, good job, Buki, you did so well. Now that is great. And the external validation, especially in corporate, is super useful because you just have so many, some really dark days. But then if you're always constantly driving for external validation, ah, in corporate, you, you will be sad mm. because the same moment where they have held you, one minute can pass and they will blast. Mm -hmm. And it's not, I'm not even talking about your, like, your line manager. Mm -hmm. It can be a customer. Mm -hmm. I will just call you and blast you on the phone and mm. you'll be like, Huh. I just won an award. <laughs> you just, you say, you Please, say, can you just reduce your voice? Ah, one day I had to say, sorry, good afternoon. Do you know who we are talking about? <laughs> I mean, it was a very small voice because I was saying it. I was vibrating. But like, I was like, wow. And that's the, hum that's the humbling thing. You will never forget who, 
who you are serving. Mm. Um, and, and being in corporate, it's, it's super important at all, at all times that you remember that, as in, I'm not building this table for, for me. I'm mm. building it for other people to eat. Yeah. Mm. So the minute you start thinking that I'm at the table to eat myself, mm. ah, <laughs> just begin to pack your bag mm. at the same time. Mm. I know I said last question before, but I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, do you guys feel like, you know, people who work in the entertainment space or non-corporate space should at least work a year or two in the corporate? Emphatic yes. Why? <laughs> <laughs> because the narrative right now hey. with people who have worked with creatives, this is not a slight on creatives, mm. is that, you know, there are still a lot of things that many of them need to learn. Yes. Um... I like to think of myself as a creative because, mm. you know, what I do is in, you know, both. It's part, it's part of it and it's corporate, part of it's creative. But at the same time, there are certain things I've learned in the corporate space that has helped me tremendously. Yes. I don't want to say greatly. That's helped me tremendously. One of them is discipline. Mm. Mm -hmm. Another is staying at something and getting it. Mm. You know, um, yes, be flexible. But then where's the balance between being flexible and seeing something happen mm. so if we have people who are you know very where we we flow with the wind we're you know we, we're zen mm. once once you get to an obstacle people, the next thing is people run a vibe yes you know vibes it's all it's all vibes and good things oh yeah you know? i like the way i'm feeling now and another thing that the corporate space teaches you is it's not just about your feelings mm. oh. because just as she said I said what I said, mm. but, yes. <laughs> you know, but, but just as she said, there are certain times when, you know, you're just still coasting of the euphoria of you've done well. Mm. And all of a sudden you're slapped with, they've called a meeting because of you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> How do you continue working after that? Regardless, drop Regardless, your feelings. You get, so, you know, you just drop that and continue powering on. Yeah. Yeah. There are certain things you don't learn mm. from just reading or yeah. listening. Mm. You have to experience it. Yes. <laughs> and I think some people, people, my, what I think is not necessary because I'm the host, but is to hear what you have to say. But I feel like at the end of the day, we live in a world, this is in closing now, mm. we live in a world where we are too sensitive. Mm. Our world, our generation, you can say something mean well mm. or not mean well but something needs to be done we need to get the job done we need mm. to get the result and you say something to push somebody to mm. I mean you're paying something and then next thing you're finding yourself on Twitter mm. <laughs> my boss <Twitter> just <laughs> emotionally <laughs> harassed me I'm tired of this life do you think like we live in an emotionally in, in a hypersensitive world now how do we even coast that in this I know. I think the pendulum is swinging towards being hypersensitive and oversensitive and too sensitive, but then now also being correctly sensitive over the right mm, things. Yeah. You know, because I also find like sometimes we place too much emphasis on politically being correct. Mm. Yes, but then I would also say about corporate in Nigeria, there are some things that should have been called out generations ago that never, was never called mm, out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so, so we're paying the yeah. price for it. We're paying for the price yeah, right yeah. now. So yeah. for example, sexual harassment. Mm. Yeah. It's just be like eh. Oh, gosh, I would never forget this day. I was in the office, and um, our wonderful admin sent me a message and said, your boyfriend is here. Now, I think I had just gotten married like, maybe like two years after that. I was like, my boyfriend. Mm. I, I look at my phone, my husband knocked me. <laughs> and I said, I said, I'm sorry, I don't, know, I don't know who you mean. 
she goes, ah, the guy said here that said here that I should say your boyfriend is here. Uh. And the person that comes in is actually one of my clients. Um, and I just thought to myself, my goodness. Wow. Imagine if my husband had walked in at that point in time, mm. or forget even my husband, any other colleague had walked in at that point in time. If I start to do well on this account, they will say it's because they will say mm, it is be a, yeah, yes, because the relationship. they'll say yes, and and this unsuspecting admin who has now been the conduit of this information mm. will just say, ah, and you know that guy he came one day and he said that's her boyfriend, mm. and she too she came out. <laughs> So I remember the guy come, coming in and I said, first off, when he walked in to give me like a hug, which would have been normal, I gave him a handshake. Like, mm. stand far. Mm. So let them know. Six weeks. Right? Because we're, we work in open spaces now. That's mm. different than generations ago. And then when he left, I called the admin. I said, I'm sorry, boyfriend, explain. He goes, that's what he said to tell you. And I said, and you thought in your infinite wisdom, mm. knowing that I am a married woman, mm. to say and repeat and type it. Out. So you know that not only did you hear it, oh. it went through your brain. Mm. You got your fingers out <laughs> and you typed, Dear Ma, <laughs> your boyfriend is here. And that's what we're paying the price for now. Mm. Because there were people who never called that stuff out. Mm. They never called it out. And so now, I won't be surprised if she goes on Twitter, let's say, I don't know if she's that kind of person, but hey, she did, oh well. Um, I said, ah, can you imagine? They even got angry at me today for calling somebody boyfriend. Is, is, is it my fault? The person says he's a boyfriend. How do, mm. I, know? How do I know their relationship? Sure. Next thing, her, her friends will say, it's true. Mm. How do you know? For all you know, <laughs> let's, 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 let's say, drunk. Ah, <laughs> drunk. <laughs> As we are sleeping here also. <laughs> you are drunk, you are destiny. You are trending YouTube. They've sent it to you on WhatsApp. You're like, no, let's see. You are somebody destiny because he's not your boyfriend. <laughs> And that's and that's where we're living in. So I honestly think that we're paying we're honestly paying the price. And there are archaic industries, energy, banking that are just paying. We're all paying the price. Mm. All of us. Those yeah. of us that were involved, do you are not born? No, yeah. we're, all we're all paying the price. Wow, yeah. amazing! Yeah. It's been thrilling mm. having this conversation with you guys. <laughs> I'm excited. Thank you guys so much for coming out Thanks. and talking with me. Thank you. Thank you. Pleasure. Have a great time. Yeah. <laughs> this is Live Podcast is sponsored by Enterprise Live Nigeria. You can follow them on social media at Enterprise Live Nigeria.